What a world you now listening to Talk of Brothers Podcast. Welcome to the Talk of Talk Talk of Brothers Podcast. Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. So, talk of Brothers Podcast. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers Podcast with Smash and Goldie. Goldie and Smash, you guys doing your thing. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My brother. Goldie and Smash. Talk of Brothers. That's popping. We ain't worried about nothing. Y'all are now listening to Talk of Brothers. Podcast. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Go D. And this your boy Smash coming at you. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of Talking Brothers Podcast. Smash, we're 30 something plus days in. Are you still sane, my brother? I'm still sane, man. I'm still going good. The only thing I'm mad about, I had to go back to work today. So, did you go kicking and screaming? <laughs> nah, I ain't go kicking and screaming. But hey, they, they, I swear, man, it's something in them vents, bro. I get in, I get in there and I start coughing. Yeah. I come home, I'm fine, man. But I go to work, so I gotta find what it is so I can go ahead and uh, get that workman's comp. No start to itching. You want to <laughs> yeah. cough? And... <laughs> For real. We, we, I mean, I'm the same way. I'm at the house. Nothing's wrong with me. Just like right now, you see, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm good, yeah. <laughs> right? We go to the grocery store. You know, we try to make this an every two weeks adventure, man. And I'm in the, in, the, in the store with this mask on, and my nose get the itching. I want to cough. I want to sneeze. I'm beating on my chest, and people just walking around. It's, but what's funny <laughs> is how serene and how calm and how everybody moves now. Like, everybody moves with grace yeah. away from each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it is true. And you you be scared to cough in them uh, public places. Yeah, you? man. I, <laughs> you don't know who going to jump you, man. And it's right. like, you know, we, we go to Costco and, you know, they want to check the receipt at Costco, right? You know, they like the, the receipt Nazis. They, they want to check up and down the receipt to make sure everything's <laughs> right on the on on receipt that you got what you paid for. Now, shoot, they just wave you through. All right, go, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. <laughs> so there's been some plus to this thing. <laughs> hey. But look, man, I have somebody that 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 I listen to religiously, man, and I hold in high regards. <laughs> really, I do, man. Of all the pods that I listen to, this is one that I I I always make sure when when that notification hits my phone. I literally stop what I'm doing and start the process of listening, man. Um, <laughs> his, his pod is called Where Where Did I Park? And his name is CP, man. And the brother has, he's really, really creative. And he's he's got that pod where you're like, man, why didn't I think of that idea? That, that's a dope idea. He has so much going <laughs> into his, his pod with the sound effects and uh, the different cuts and splices in, in, his, in his recordings. It's, it's a dope pod, man. The listeners, if, if you're really looking for something entertaining and something enjoyable, he's going to make sure those 30 minutes are enjoyable. What's up, CP? How you doing, brother? What's going on? I appreciate y'all having me here, man. Did I give you enough I, uh, roses? You did, man. I got to <laughs> give them back, man. I, I enjoy y'all show as well, man. I uh, I definitely hit the same button, and uh, I, I go in and look for y'all, and Make sure I'm I'm checking in when I can, man. I like the background music and everything, and I just like the way the conversation flows, man. It's really cool. Yeah, appreciate it, appreciate it, man. Appreciate you know, it. this is in these times, in these times, we gotta give our roses 
while we alive before we pass. And, oh, and yeah. why would I say that, man? I definitely want to send condolences to you and your family with your father passing, man. I know. I appreciate it. I appreciate um, it. You had me tugging at my heart, man. Listen to this last <laughs> episode, man. I was like, yeah. But I feel the brother's pain. You know, I, I lost my dad December 2016, and yeah. you spoke of that empty space. You know, yeah. and how was what's gonna fill that space? I, I'm here to tell you, bro. It, it's it hurts right now, but it definitely gets better. You're gonna fill it with all those memories and all those different um, things that you think about. And and what's eerie is the same thing that you spoke of mm -hmm. with the uh, how how you and your dad communicated. Yeah, right. That's the same way me and my pops communicated. Like we didn't, you know, we didn't talk much on the phone. We text yeah. a whole lot. You know, yeah. and he'll send me jokes and all this kind of stuff. And it was like, man, is this really a a, a black father son thing? Because <laughs> it might be we man. moved the same way, bro. And I was like, you know, that's really refreshing. <laughs> well, you got to think about it, man. There's been so many years and decades of generations of uh, unspoken rules or your dad just told you to rub some dirt on it. Get over it. And right. you didn't have those tough conversations. And technology has kind of opened that up where if you didn't have that stuff, you can just kind of shoot a little one-liner here or there or if y'all watching the same thing on TV and then with sports um, I'd say the, the big emptiness came this week or the last couple weeks with the Jordan documentary because I'm from Michigan so we bad boys pistons oh, yeah. <laughs> so when they show all that stuff I already knew I'd be getting a message like you see this there you go. Detroit basketball, huh? There you go, talking about Isaiah. So 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 since we there, we got we, we got a homegrown. What give me your take, man. Okay. So I I try not to to spend a whole hour on it, but a lot of this stuff ain't nothing new. But if you think about it like this, they're six episodes in, and Isaiah Thomas been in three of them. Right. So that's half. So this is Jordan's life story, his memoirs, his his curtain call, his claim to fame that people gonna remember him by. And it's 30 years in the past. And Isaiah Thomas has taken up three of the episodes. Right. So if this dude got half that much real estate in Michael Jordan's head, who really has the problem? Is it Isaiah? Or is it Mike? <laughs> That's spoken, all I'm saying. Spoken like a true Piston fan, Smash. <laughs> I know, man. I, I don't even want to go into You know, I'm, I'm a Jordan I'm just fan. Saying, I'm, everybody's a Jordan fan. It's America. But I'm just saying there's one small section of the world uh -huh. where, you know, for those two years in between the Lakers, Celtics, and the Bulls, there was a team of some some players who took all, all advantages of the rules and uh, they put some butts in the seats and they, they got two rings and nobody wants to give us credit for, for our rings. Yeah, I will say, like, I, I'm a I'm a Jordan fan, mm -hmm. but when I played basketball, mm -hmm. I patted my style after them damn Detroit Pistons. <laughs> Using up all me, your files, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. I, I'll give you all the first three, but that second three, did you have anybody on the team that might have had experience before? I mean, maybe a rebounder? Maybe a former bad boy. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. They didn't come out of nowhere. They didn't get drafted. Jerry Krause didn't do that. I definitely want to. I definitely want to ask the question on where do you stand with them not shaking hands, though. I'm okay with it. I don't think it's a huge deal. Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, I mean, like they said. Now, true sportsmanship. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
I get it. I get it. But we're talking about one game, and we're talking about the night before, and the entire series, Jordan talking trash about the city. He talking trash about them as being uh, bad champions. Right. So the, the team that he shook hands with the two years before that beat him, he's steady talking junk about them. Right. And then when they had him on the ropes, that's when he really went in. So he put all that salt on the wound and then came back for the kill. And it's kind of like, well, look, when the Celtics beat us, we rolled out. Might not be the best thing to do, but we're going to go. Now, I do wish Isaiah Thomas would just kind of chill and be quiet and stop trying to defend it. If you just say it was what it was, then we move on. I am salty. I am salty for the simple mm-hmm. fact that we understood how much power Magic had. Oh, Magic and Larry saved the NBA. Let's not get it mm-hmm. twisted. True. Jordan kept kept the legacy going of the NBA. But what I am pissed off about that Isaiah got left off that team. And yeah. this last episode, he said, he kind of contradicted himself, which really pisses me off. You can say all this trash. You can talk, MJ, you can talk all this trash you want to talk. But then right. when it's time for you to, for the nuts and bolts to accept the fact that you you really blackballed that man off that team. You telling mm-hmm. me yeah. Christian Leitner, right? Well, and, they had to do a college <laughs> guy. Because well, okay, so, Shaq was supposed to be over Christian Leitner. Shaq, don't get me started on the Shaq thing, man. <laughs> oh, no, that's my dude now. That, 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 I know you, you LSU. You, you beat me to the punch, brother. So, but, <laughs> but Isaiah, you know, if you had a chance to take Stockton or Isaiah, be real, man. Who who would you have taken on, on that team? You can't ask me that, but of course I take Isaiah. You take Isaiah, man. Isaiah. You would have took Isaiah. There's nobody in the in the history of basketball besides a Utah Jazz fan would say right. otherwise. You already had one representative of Carl Malone who deserved it, but then yeah. here's your two-time champion and Isaiah Thomas that deserves to be there. And and again, we for every. One thing about the Pistons, man, for every for every story, you got a hero and you mm-hmm. got a villain, right? Yeah. And Detroit played the villain role to a T. So you got to reward the villain. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Correct. <laughs> look look how much love Killmonger got. I'll, I'll just say this. To, for him to be the leader, he keep trying to spread it out over the rest of the Dream Team. Well, nobody else wanted him either. Now, it's a uh, you had to Google it. I couldn't point it out myself, but... Isaiah Thomas on NBA TV one time had a clip where he was basically saying, Mike can talk junk to me, Magic can talk junk to me, but Scotty and, and anybody else below that, mm, come on now. So if you if you want to spread all that, nobody wanted him on the team, like just be the leader and be, be like, yo, we didn't like him. I didn't like him. Right. And true, if Jordan had said, I kind of want to play with him, they put him on the team. Yeah. I mean, because Chuck Daly was the coach. So you telling me that everybody conveniently forgot about Isaiah? <laughs> oh, I, I forgot I, about that play. I just wanted him to own up to it, man. I mean, this, this is yeah. an expose about your history. Just own up to what you, you know, own up to what you know what you did. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I just pissed off that my boy Shaq didn't make it. And, yeah. you know, and I, I'll leave the the anger to you with Isaiah. But I'm, I'm really pissed off that Shaq didn't make it over Christian Lake. Get out of here. But, but I digress. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so there's this new show out, and mm-hmm. I'm more than sure it's taken the world by storm. And you either liked it or you hated it. And it's uh, Kenya Barris, uh, Blackest 
what is it called? Smash? Black AF. Black is, I, was, I thought somebody was going to jump in and say, I thought I set somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I was going, yeah. Black AF. Black as fuck, I'm going to say it. There you go. That's what it is. Where do you guys stand with this shit? It's, it's getting some love and it's getting some hate. And I, I, I rarely see any, any neutral parties on this show. <laughs> I am I am completely neutral. I hate to be in the middle of it. But I don't know. It, it doesn't bother me that much. But I also understand why it bothers people so much. So it just kind of... When, when people pull up at, at both sides of things, I tend to fall in the middle just because I don't necessarily want to jump to one side or the other. Oh, love, I'm kind of like, I love playing I'm like, just let it play <laughs> out. I'm just, I feel like it's too early because if you remember when Blackish came out, everybody was like, can you believe they named the show Blackish? Black what about, dead. I mean, everybody. So white people were like, what if we named something whitish? Then black people were like, man, he's setting us back with this one. And then everybody watches like the first two episodes and they're like, oh, okay. I see what this is. So I feel like with this, either they're expecting another Blackish or they're expecting some version of it. And it's on a different network and it's got a different theme to it. And it's more about his life story versus Black America's life story. So it's a little more centralized. I'm kind of like, well, let's let it play out a little bit and see how it goes. Yeah, I, I actually like the show, man. Um, to me, it, it was just uh, blackish again. Um, but I mean, if people really do their research, he was he was in black black AF. He was actually portraying his life, you mm-hmm. know, his actual his a- things that happened to him, and people were getting on him about not having enough dark skin or real black people. He had a lot of high yellow people. And I was like, that is the most stupidest thing right there because that's his family. His wife is mixed. He's not going to have these dark people. Like on the show, they got Diane, you know, um, so the 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 girl who plays Diane, she's a little darker than everybody else. But I'm like, this is his life. He was portraying his life, man. And all the situations that was going on with him and his wife, he let it portray in this and they were like you know they were like he's not a good actor i'm like he wasn't he wasn't supposed to be an actor how do you right. act your your real life your real life he just <laughs> he doing what he do i'm gonna tell you like this i love it i love it because i live vicariously through this show bro <laughs> you just want to do the nigga shit and the nigga shit that he's doing i appreciate it you know right. because it is definitely it's definitely like he said in the interview of most people listen to the interview with ti we are so multifolded of a of a people that mm-hmm. you can't just pigeonhole us and i don't want us to be pigeonholed into one one type of stereotype you know mm-hmm. we had we do nigga shit. we all do it you know like he said i love my chains I, when right. I when I made it, I wanted to rock my chains, and that's what I right. wanted to do. But I right. wanted to make the mistakes of how and when I'm supposed to the etiquette of tucking my chain or when I can wear my chain out. And he grew up in a society like most of us have in a poverty in a poverty society where we saw the D boys, you know, mm-hmm. we saw the we saw the ball players once they made it. We saw the the, the the basically the things that we do, you know, either either we can rap or like Biggie said, have a wicked jump shot. How we get out of the hood. So right. you want you want 
you want to embrace your what what you're known what you're used to you know mm -hmm. he's not putting any airs on any, anybody and that's one thing i like about the brother he's not he's not putting airs on for anybody and he's one thing he said in, in the interview was that it yes it is a it's, called, it's sort of a mirror of blackish but mm -hmm. he yeah. already had somebody to do that so he, he there was nobody else that he didn't want anybody else to portray his story without them comparing oh this is a, a spinoff to uh, um anderson right mm -hmm. so he yeah. was like who better to do it than me this is my life i'm gonna do my thing with my life so right. um anthony anderson they take liberties with his life because it's a show to make it yeah. to make it better but yeah. like he said man this is wrong cut right here this is how i am this is what i do and I, i'm not apologizing to anybody by it um when i when it's time for me to to coach up i coach up when it's time for mm -hmm. me to act to whitewash i whitewash you know so right. we're committed we're people we're resilient and that's one one thing that this shows is how resilient we are as a people and i think the thing i like about it the most though is um even though they code switch pretty well and they can you know put on the right hat uh they can't hide their insecurities right and so that's the funny part of it so even though they're doing all this outlandish stuff and even if there is a color aspect to it they're still hurt people on the inside who are trying to find their way out right yeah and I, I i like the character that they had in there playing his wife rashida jones yeah, oh yeah she, i like I her, her. Yeah. yeah i liked her from what uh parking recreations or yeah, whatever yeah. And, yeah. and then like you know that's uh what quincy jones uh daughter so mm -hmm. yeah so it was it the office uh she was on both of them she was oh, the main okay. character on okay. uh parks and rec and a uh, recurring character on the office. Yeah. I like the way she played this part. She might need to get more acting role. But I still don't get the neutral. You gotta pick a side, man. You gotta. I get a there, side. man. I just, I, I gotta <laughs> let it play out. I, I'll say this: I'm not ready to pick a side yet. I'm, I'm just watching. And what, what's your and reservations? Time. That's all. That's I, it. I know enough. I don't want to jump out there and be like, ah, I hate it, and then pick up like four more episodes and have to be like, well, you know, uh, it was actually pretty good. But then I also don't want to be like, this is the greatest show ever. And then they drop something that I'm completely off of. Oh, and then I got to. So I just I just like to let things play out and see where it all falls. And then I'll jump on. Yeah, I, I like the fact um, I'm big on the what you would call the creative side of it. You know, and I, I like the scripted reality, how they how they did it. Um, that was appealing too. But for the most part, I mean, you. I mean, so you haven't watched every last episode yet. Uh, -uh I've only watched, uh, I think, two or three of them. Oh man, it gets better. Yeah. It's that, like it's what, like fine wine. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what a couple people, a couple people said, and, and I can agree. There, yeah. it has its slow moments. Yeah. So it's not, you know, so you, you like ah, uh, you know, but then. It's, it's just very good. It's very entertaining. Like, I knew it was entertaining. When I came home from work, mm -hmm. and my wife normally, when I come home from work, she talking to me, asking me all these 50,000 questions. Yeah. And then she she wasn't paying attention to me. She was laughing, and I was talking to her. Yeah. And I got upset because she wasn't paying attention. I was like, what you watch? <laughs> like, black as fuck. And I was like, what is that? And, yeah. and I sat down. I was like, oh, she was like, three four episodes in i was like all right i'm gonna watch it later because i gotta yeah, see yeah. from the beginning but 
Yeah, it's entertaining, man. I like it. Yeah, it's very entertaining. You, like you, like I said, you want to live vicariously when they doing some some nigga shit. You want to live vicariously through them. You don't want to be the one to do it. You know, right, but right, you right. definitely want to see it. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'll be some good points you'll pick up by the episodes too that can you can probably relay into other topics if you if you really look into it. Yeah, and that's the thing because you, you definitely sit around and you're you're looking at the show and. and one thing about about Kenya is that he's not afraid to embrace the the stereotypes that they depict us as and and right. and correct those and put put some light on those errors that 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 America makes about us as a people. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's dope that he he embraces that and it's dope that he throws it in your face because sometimes you just need it to be in your face so that you can yeah. just. You know, rip the band-aid off, you know, and accept us. <laughs> you know, I, I think, and it's just my opinion, that I think there is kind of a little envy and a little jealousy on how resilient we are and how how we can oh, yeah. how we can morph and change into different things to make sure that we can we can overcome whatever whatever the obstacle is. I, I don't I don't see many people being able to that, be able to do that because I don't think anybody been playing from behind as much as we've been playing from behind. Right, you see the floor a lot differently. Yeah, I mean, anyway, oh, yeah. that's from from code switching to hair to attitude yeah. to, to wardrobe. We get it all, and you kind of have to have it all if you're gonna survive. Yeah, you might yeah. not have to have yeah. you know equal parts of everything, but you got to know uh, what uncomfortable circumstances look like. And I think even on uh, the podcast with Ti, he mentioned that he's playing with house money, so he can do what he's he can he can say no when he wants to now. Yeah. He doesn't just have to take the next job coming. He can push the envelope. He can, you know, he can fail. You know, this can go in the gutter if it if it can. He'll still be all right. So if he wants to do something that shows a different light of thing, or even something that pisses people off, he got the green light because right, yeah. you know, he's still gonna eat good and and the bills are still gonna <laughs> get paid, and he'll still be a creative. Yeah, no you know, doubt. So he could he could take a shot. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I do respect about it. So we're going to keep this thing moving. We're going to keep this thing all about the culture here. Um, since we got three brothers here talking about uh, I, us as brothers. Um, yeah. Here, Here is the, the debate. And when Smash knows that I'm a shoe head, through and through and through. <laughs> so when he was like, bro, let's talk about this. I was like, I'm down for this action. <laughs> <laughs> So, all the smoke. Coming. All the <laughs> smoke, my brother. So Nelly called in to um, the Breakfast Club. Shouts out to the yeah. Breakfast Club. And he had to address the 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 erroneous talk of <laughs> ASAP at ASAP. We're gonna say ASAP. They always get on me about that. ASAP. <laughs> right? About him being the origin being bringing the Air Force One back into the forefront or made, made him be the one to, to make it popular. So right. um, I'm going to go to the to the, the person who's neutral, who really don't give a care one way or the other <laughs> <laughs> to smash. I throw the ball to you, brother. So tell me where you fall in this debate. I mean, I, I'm not a shoehead, so, you know, like, there you go. Hey, you know, I now I ain't gonna wear the uh, the the bobos from the you know in the frozen aisle of the grocery store, but with this situation, 2K4s? 
Right. I mean, only if I'm playing ball, I'll wear those. But uh, <laughs> now, nah, but um, I I I think a lot of people just didn't know the culture. Like Air Force Ones were being rocked everywhere. Yeah, you know everywhere. what I'm saying? Like I don't, I didn't know that um, New Yorkers thought that it was only being rocked in New York. That was new to me when I heard ASAP talking about that. Like it was a New York thing. Right. And you know what I mean? But like Nelly explained it very good. And all it is, he just took a song and made it popular. So it did boost their sales now, uh, you know, business wise. But as far as the culture, like everybody had been rocking those. I mean, that's all I really knew. I knew I knew uh Air Force Ones and what we called the the dope mans, the Cortez Nikes. Yeah. You know? some bullet so holes. that's that's what I knew. Yeah. Or some or some if you want to go preppy, the lease that everybody was rocking for a minute. Right. I don't know look, now my shoe head look like he don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I, I you surprising me that you knew that much. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I just wasn't, you know, I ain't no I ain't no sneakerhead like y'all, man. Like a shoe is a shoe. Well, well, as long as it's black, that brother. As long as it's black, he yeah, all right. As long as it's black, <laughs> as long as it's black. <laughs> Where do you fall in this debate? I think it's hilarious. Honestly, I didn't even realize that ASAP Rocky or whichever ASAP had said it. Um, <laughs> but it just don't make no sense. I think that's just a a lack of understanding. And yeah. if you want to go deeper about it, that's a cultural thing. How many times do we um, get mad at the young people, quote unquote, the young people? for uh, coming out there ignorant and not knowing what was done before them, good or bad. Right. So when you talk about something as simple as Air Force Ones, I mean, I think I was rocking Air Force Ones at my first job at the grocery store when I was 13. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and that was a couple years before Nelly came out with, you know, the song or whatever. And I wasn't the first person to rock them. In fact, those were the shoes you got when you didn't want to pay a hundred and something you could pay 65 for some white force ones call it a day. and since we're talking about bobos if you got the black ones you might be a referee <laughs> right you was running up and down the court with them right it was but multi then, multi use shoe <laughs> exactly and then when they, they started messing with the colors with them then they started rivaling uh they was doing what the Reebok Classics were doing, just a little more expensive, and they looked a little cooler because they were Nike. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I'm I'm on record. I'm on wax saying I can't stand Air Force Ones. They look like orthopedic <laughs> shoes to me. Yeah. The, the soles are too yeah. bulky. Um, yeah. The, yeah. the uppers are dope. Don't get me wrong. The uppers are dope. If they were to scale down the sole, and <laughs> I'll, I'll probably rock them, but they ugly to me. But here nor there, <laughs> T.I. did make the shoe popular. And like C.P. said, that was the shoe that everybody got when, you know, you walked and went to the store and you wanted to get them J's. Your mama told you no. You know, you just started progressing backwards. Okay, can I get this? And that was yeah. a part of that progression. Those Air Force Ones was part of that progression until you got all the way down to the Chucks, which at the time was like $12, $13. Well, it was pissed me off now, <laughs> but I regressed to see a pair of Chucks cost $50. That, That's ridiculous. That dude, that dude make me mad too. I'm with <laughs> right. you on that with them Chucks. But I get back to the force. have every color. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And used to have yeah. the remember used to have the lead jeans to match. And but the wheel, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other topic, brother. <laughs> we had style, didn't we? <laughs> right. But um, one thing for sure, hats off to Nelly because Nelly did bring the Air Force One into 
a, a pop culture phenomenon. He did turn into that. We, I mean, right. I remember, just like CP, I remember going to the shoe store and looking at those shoes being $60, right? And then once that song dropped and it got popular, the price doubled. So yeah. I yeah. knew, even if I was even trying to get to the mode of falling into the norm with everybody else to get a pair, that just totally dis dismissed me from getting a pair for a hundred and something bucks. But what, one thing that the culture did do for this shoe, unlike what Nelly didn't do, is once they started doing the different colorways, the different, mm -hmm. you know, these different uh, artists and different designers using that shoe as a canvas. And it's perfect for what, what we do for graffiti, which is part of our culture, to use that mm -hmm. shoe as a canvas. It's the perfect shoe for us. It's, it's so much space and so much soul that you can't help but you know, but to to pull into the forefront, and it makes it fit to what the kids are rocking now, and it, it, it fits in that. So I, I would think Nelly brought it to the forefront, but he kept it. He kept the culture going with it. He he bringing it to a whole nother life with it. But let me ask you this: What's the difference between the Air Force One and the SB Dunks? SB Dunks have a smaller sole. So, I mean, you, but you're still talking about the same style of shoes, so it couldn't, so back to ASAP's point and to even Nelly's, like, there wasn't no reinvention or, or no. you know, brand concept. Those no, things have no. been around forever. No, and, and I yeah. remember when that shoe came out, I can't remember, and, and my shoe heads, y'all gonna be pissed off at me. But that was a, that, that shoe, the Air Force One was a morph from... I want to say, I can't remember the name of the daggone shoe, but it was a morph between the, what you're speaking of as the Dunks mm -hmm. and that other shoe, which I can't remember the name of the other shoe, but they, it's a hybrid of that shoe. You know, yeah, so yeah. Um, when that shoe came out, it was different. It was something something new and innovative. And it was it was a popular shoe. I don't think New York, we know, man. Shots out to, 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 <laughs> to Ghost and Big G. But New Yorkers always want to make it like <laughs> they did it first, you know, like right. they, we made it hip first, you know, well, it's everything starts, everybody goes to New York to do whatever they need to do and then it trickles back. I give you that credit, but um, a, a Midwestern country boy made it popular. He actually right. made it to what it is and that's just what right. it is. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, it's an ugly shoe to me and, and I can care less. <laughs> I'll never have it. I got tons of shoes in the closet and I've never purchased a pair of Air Force One. I don't care if they they can put my name on the side of it. I'm not going to rock that shoe. But it's, I, it's I hate to, uh, to bring it up again, but that's that's a neutral shoe. That's it, oh, yeah, it's neutral. That ain't, that ain't nothing fancy. That right. ain't nothing nope. bad. It's like, oh, nope. he got... Now, if they clean, you're like, oh, man, you keep them clean. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, when you get dirty, you don't notice. You notice that big old black mark on that white shoe. Yeah. With that when big old huge sole, them things get dirty. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they turn them into grass cut shoes. That's all they worth at that point. <laughs> Once you see that, it's like, oh, it's time for you to spend another sixty dollars and go get you a fresh pair. Yeah, they're not sixty no anymore, but nah, nah they ridiculous. Yeah, mm. I had my, my son, my oldest son. He loves the Air Force One, so he has three, four variations of this shoe and I'm like what do you like about this shoe and for him being that he's a teenager his his thing is that the colorway because yeah. they're so versatile with the colorway that you can yeah. mix and match the different things that you want to wear when it with colorway with the different colorways so I, I get it man I understand where both of them coming from Nelly made it popular but you know ASAP kept it into kept it in rotation let's put it that way the popularity in rotation 
So, but moving on, singing another song, man. This is definitely our Mother's Day episode, man. We 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 gave uh, CP Dad his roses in the beginning of the show, but one thing for sure, I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not gonna tell all truths that Mama run the house. So this is our Mother's Day episode, man. So we definitely want to give our our props and our roses to to our parents. Um, I, I really wanted to touch basis on on how culturally how adverse of a situation because I, I was fortunate enough, fortunate enough to come into to grow up in a uh, a dual parent home um, mm-hmm. CP I'm more sure you you were, you were brought up in a dual parent home smash yep. was brought up in a single parent home so we we can cover the basis across the board on the trials and tribulations of being a black mother and getting things from them to help us be the people that we are today. So I'm going to start with Smash, man. And um, what do you think the, the, the difference between culturally, what what makes a, a black mother different from any other mother culturally? Man, I, um, I mean, probably one word would be strength. You know what I mean? Like, they... I mean, just growing up and I look back on how my mom raised me and my, you know, like you said, being a single parent, um, it was just strength because me and my wife talk about that today. Like, I don't think, you know what I'm saying? We would be strong enough ourselves to do what she did, raise uh, two kids by herself, work the job that she worked. Um, like I, said, I mean, my mom would go to work at seven, get home at seven, so she was working 12 hour shifts, but but she we never wanted for christmas i mean anything we wanted she got so i not knowing at the time what she was going a black one in a male dominated society and the way she achieved things and she she was an ultimate code switcher so i would give her that like when <laughs> i was her friends and she would be talking normal but then later on she would come back and you know what I'm saying? Be be it in the hood selling uh fish plates with spaghetti, you know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> But I, I would say strength me. That that's if I had to just say what defined it culturally, I would say strength. What about you, CP? Um yes, strength obviously, but I'd also say like a, a resiliency and a really good talent of knowing who you were as a person. So um my mom was really good at knowing who I was and working, you know, with what I got and with what I had and trying to make the best of that. Um, of course, she wanted me to, you know, be the best and do everything and and accomplish everything. But also there's a dose of reality where you got to say, all right, well, he's only going to be this much and he's only going to do this much, but we're not going to limit him. We're going to make sure that he stays strong in that. And, you know, when things get rough, we'll be there, but also you know, there's only going to be so much crying or so much hand holding. At, at some point, it's like, yo, just just go ahead. And um, I mean, I remember uh, one specific time I was uh, I was at school and uh, I was online. I was pledging. And I had called my mom and I was like, ah, I'm tired, mom. I can't believe I'm doing all this stuff. I'm broke and you sick. I need to come home. And so she just stopped and she was like, so why don't you just quit? And I was like, Mom, I can't quit. She was like, I know. I just want to get you to shut up. 
I was like, okay. <laughs> good, good talk, mom. I, I see psychology. you. Psychology. <laughs> you got me, coach. So, yeah, just uh, just had a way of knowing who you're dealing with, um, yeah. and working with that, and then teaching you the things that you needed. You know, never really had to pull me aside and like sit down and say, "All right, son, I'm about to give you a life lesson." It's just you picked up on it as you as you went along. You picked up when it was time to be strong. You picked up on how they. Um, worked with other people, how they worked with your siblings or my sisters, how they worked with their friends and, and just how they assumed responsibility and took roles. And you were like, okay, I'm, I'm picking up the game now. And it was only a problem if I didn't pick up the game. And it was kind of like, don't you see all this stuff we doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I, I'd say the resiliency and then just when people do you wrong and when people will, you just, you learn how to deal with it. You know, there was never really any big moments where um, she had to act out or had to, you know, um, just lose her patience or lose her cool. A lot of things happened with a smile and then uh, a calm conversation. Now, maybe behind the scenes it was popping off, but she made sure that I knew how to address it up front yeah. and, and in public and, you right. know, playing that switch and just making sure that you knew how to still get business handled. And then once the door closes, you can, you know, whoop everybody at. Right, right. And, and I, I think, um, you guys hit it right on the head. I mean, for, for me as well, my my I have a stepdad, my who I consider my real dad. Um, and then I have my, you know, I guess you would call my sperm donors, um, who didn't who didn't raise me, but my stepdad, who I, you know, I consider my father. And for nine years, for eight years of my life, it was just me, my mom, my sister, my brother. Mm. And for those eight years, and I, you know, you don't remember everything as a kid. But right. I do remember moments of sitting back as a kid, being the youngest of five, and sitting back and looking like, telling myself, I don't know if we're going to get out of this one, man. <laughs> and she turned water into wine every time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think I think the ability to to make something out of nothing is is definitely yeah. it's definitely something that that she did so well you know what i'm saying i was like man i don't know i, I don't care if, if i was i was heavily in sports and i always mm. needed cleats i always needed i was always losing mouthpieces you always had to buy me mouthpieces and all this kind of stuff and i was like i need this i need that i need this i need that and whenever i needed it not not wants i'm not saying wants needs whenever mm. i needed something <laughs> She would, she would always make it happen. And then once my stepdad came into the picture, uh, I learned, I learned, I learned that hey man, my mom, my mom does have a love inside. You know what I'm saying? She does. <laughs> she, she not, but she had at the time she had to be mom and dad. And that's one thing yeah. that I don't think most cultures can can attest to to see mm-hmm. how that how a mother how a black mother had to rock both hats man had, had to know you know like you said cp when your mom had to get tough she got tough when she mm-hmm. had to get she had to, to get soft on you and nurture you she was able to do that and then once my stepdad stepped in the picture um he took over that that strong world one thing for sure my my, my stepdad was never the disciplinary he would just always be the one to say i told you so but um he would always give me the man you know the man son life lessons that yeah. only a man and a son should be to have a conversation about girls and different things like that you know yeah yeah but mom was definitely you know she was definitely a homemaker the bread you know helped make the bread yeah. you know mm-hmm. she was everything man and for her to 
for her to, to to be able to make it through what we had to make it through the, mm-hmm. the power situation that we were in oh, man. living in new orleans it was it's amazing man it's amazing i definitely want to say happy mother's day to my mom and and um, i hope this, to be able to say say it again next year as well man. i love you for sure and that's the and let me stay married real quick too so uh <laughs> my wife um, is, is definitely a a strong example, and it's crazy because I never thought I would marry somebody like my mom. Like they're different in a lot of ways, uh-huh. but when it comes to uh, nurturing, education, um, even discipline, like I'm more the in- enforcer. Like they'll get in trouble, and then they got to come see me. I got to deliver all the blows. But you know, she she the judge man. and the jury. I'm just the executioner. Yeah, man. How many times have you walked in the house and your wife saying, "Wait till your daddy get home." When I'm home, yeah. what I what I'm what I'm playing bad guy this time for? Yeah, exactly. And I be looking at her like, "Can you give me a clue?" Right. Like, all right. So after you know, after the deed is done, I be like, "So so was it that bad?" She'd be like, "Nah, but they needed it." I be like, "Yeah, you right, you right." Yeah. But uh, definitely shout out to to my wife Stephanie. Um, yeah, she just holds it down in, in different ways. And when I talk to like some of my cousins or just family members, and then they see our interaction, they're like, you done messed around and, uh, you know, this engineer done married another teacher, like my dad <laughs> and my mom. And I'm like, damn, I guess I did. Right. Whoops. Subconsciously, you were yeah. yeah. looking for your mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, you know. So, um, they said that's your first love, you know? Yeah. So the lessons definitely got passed down and, and snuck around and, and got to my interest as well. So right. it's rocking though. We just celebrated 10 years. So it must be something. Congratulations. 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 You know, that 52% is true. And oh, for, yeah. That's and a for, coin flip, man. For three, for three African American brothers to be sitting here all married. 10 plus years and, and counting that's that's a it's a good testament that's something to, to be to be proud of and uh, oh, i'm gonna yeah. throw my rose to my wife too i don't want to be calling cp saying can i get that couch bro <laughs> cool where did you park that car so i can so i can sleep in it exactly you're gonna sleep in the back shout out to my wife for y'all had me Looking, hopping from couch to couch. Oh, too late now, brother. Too late now, brother. Oh, she, she already knows. She, she get hers on Sunday. Uh, you know, I, I play with the kids. I'd be like, "What y'all getting her?" And they'd be like, "I don't know." I'd be like, "Y'all better get her something because she ain't my mom. I don't gotta get her nothing." But right, <laughs> right. But, but you know, I'm gonna get her something, bro. Right, right. <laughs> my kids creative, so they be making stuff, and she enjoys still. So, yeah. I. It's just it's just a blessing like like D like you said man just sitting here seeing brothers that you know can still be being married and you got your wife you can appreciate her on Mother's Day and then just thinking about the things on how our mothers instilled in us that we didn't know she instilled with us because one of the things I I really did and do like about my mom is that she always was a good judge of character. She always would be like, you know, it might be my best friend. She might, eh, he ain't no good, man. You, you, <laughs> right. you, and you you didn't see it until yeah, later on. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and just from those instances, is it rolls into like, let me go, when you take a girl around, let me see how mom, how she acting around mom, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cause you needed that stamp of approval because mama don't like you yeah you ain't coming up in here right yeah. <laughs> right and that and that's that's true that was very true and it was very you know you it was very seldom that you brought a chick oh, yeah. a, a chick around but 
um, when you did, you was really, you know, you was fishing to see how what mom approved or not. Yeah. And my dad didn't really matter. He was like, you like, I love her. I don't give a damn what right. you like. You know? <laughs> he want to see what she looked like. Right. <laughs> like, that's a booger bat. I mean, <laughs> but, but, you know, you want mom to sit down and have a conversation and, you know, she going to definitely pick her brain and see where she at. She's an airhead. You don't want her, you know. Right. So... <laughs> But that's yeah. how you got to play smart though you got to play to win because you're like everybody can't meet her right everybody right. can't come in there <laughs> but then if you don't bring nobody around they like boy you out here messing with these idiots right scallywags, <laughs> scallywags and boogers and everything so yeah. you had to find that fine line and say all right who can at least break through the first level they might not get to the end but who can i at least say hey i'm out here not doing terrible things so. the foundation <laughs> Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. So, Smash, man. Well, before Yo. we get to that, CP, yeah. where can the people find you, brother? Oh, okay. So, uh, the Where Did I Park show is on everything. I done put that all over the internet. So, if you search <laughs> for Where Did I Park or hashtag WDIP, it'll pop up. Uh, but the uh, my Instagram handle is uh, WDIP show, W-D-I-P-S-H-O-W. Um, personally, I'm at CP underscore six. Um, I'm around. You can find me, but uh, that's where everything is, man. Just put in where did I park or look for the WDIP show. I'm saying something on there. I give you the the best 20 minutes of your evening. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's all you need. Just think of it as sitting down with a friend outside on top of the car, and I'm gonna give you something smart. I'm gonna give you something to make you think. I'm gonna give you something that's gonna tap on those tears. It's gonna make you cut onions for uh, for a quick second. <laughs> then and then I'll cut it off, make you laugh, and then I'll bring it home with something that, that you'll take with you. You got that's me last week, bro. You got me last. I was like, dang. It's man, it's CP. been like a depressing six weeks, man. I'm trying to. I'm, <laughs> we coming up on the one year anniversary of the show, so I got to bring it back before I just uh, drive everybody crazy with all this down talk. Yeah, I was like, dang, man. I was like, okay. <laughs> hey just, just let it go here's the thing just let it go because in about two or three minutes we're gonna be back talking about something else right and, yeah. and then we're gonna be <laughs> on true. i don't like to harp on things for too long man I, I definitely like i said this this is your show is one of the shows that i that i keep in constant rotation just because of the just because of the creativity of it and i just want to hear all the different sound effects and and how you how you make mock of yourself you know yeah. that's one of the big yeah. things that you do and I, I love that how you make mock of yourself absolutely and, uh, if you can't laugh if you can't laugh at yourself who can you laugh at right it, that's the thing man like i can talk to anybody all the time but when i'm talking to myself and, and looking in the mirror and, yeah. and just replaying the day or replaying how things are affecting me and I, like I said, I just imagine if you got me one on one or we out somewhere and, and we just riding and I'm yapping. Right. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get that little sense of foolishness and be like, you know, you know, I'm off the chain. Yeah. Let me tell you what happened. And I, I just think about it. I just think about it as like because of the tide of where did I park? And that's how I think about it. You know, you get in that mode of. You know, coming out of that mall, where did I park? And you start to <laughs> exactly. talking to you, and that's how I, that's how I put myself in the mode to listen to your show. You actually in your inner head, in your inner thoughts, and you talking to yourself. So I, I, I appreciate the creativity, bro. I really do. And it's, it's, I appreciate it's you, man, because that that's awesome. I think you caught on early and and you you stuck with it. And, uh -huh. uh, I had I had some growing pains, man. There's some people, you know, you get right past that point where nobody owes you any favors anymore. Right. And so you like, 
right. Nobody's listening, but I'm going to just keep talking. <laughs> and then somebody's like, yo, that was funny. you like, oh, you was listening? Yeah. And then somebody come around and they'd be like, yo, I don't know what you're doing. It's, it's dumpster juice. It's, I don't know what the music is. Why are you doing this? And you'd be like, but you did listen though, right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the click. Appreciate it. Right, right, right. So, and I just, I just have fun with it, man. I just, uh, and at the end of the day, it'll be something that either myself can look back on or my kids can look back and they can just be like, we still don't know what's wrong with this dude. I hope we found where he parked, but at least it's entertaining. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the episode to figure out when you're going to find this car. Well, see, every now and then, like, I, see, I sprinkle it in. Every, like, 10 episodes, I'll be like, I found it. Right. I, and, and I, just, I, I go back on the chase. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Trust me, bro. You are definitely a talker brother from here on out, man. You definitely, <laughs> you definitely have a home with us, man. Uh, like Smash. Any closing words, my brother? Let's see if I can set him up. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks, CP, for coming on, man, doing this. I appreciate it. I always like to see uh, us brothers get down like this yes, and sir. just uh, doing this positive, positive stuff. Uh, shout out to all the mothers out there, uh, my sister Candy, shout out to you and everybody else. And just, I remember, I just like to throw this out there because I always go back to these two songs during Mother's Day. Of course, the Tupac, Dear Mama, because that's just, it's just a fall to. And then the one by uh, my hometown boys, Goody Mob, Guess Who? Because that's so deep. Because I think, and in, in, if you go back and listen to that song, Guess Who? You can, everybody can find a piece of their mother somewhere in there and it's it's just dope so i just, just like to play those going into mother's day because it really helps me like appreciate my mom and my wife and sister and all them even more so all the mothers i guess so happy mother's day to all the mothers all is what the i'm trying mother, mothers 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 <laughs> mothers 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to say happy mother's day to everybody's where well, i think smash covered it just just again uh thank you guys for listening don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share. Rate us five stars. Uh, make sure that you share, share. Make sure that you don't forget to share and join the Facebook the Facebook group. There's always some stimulating conversations going in there. Well, right. So with that being said, much love. We out. Peace. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Light year group. Yeah.